Welcome back to Suresh Podcast. In the previous episode, we heard how Guru Arjan had left the world, how the five six there with him, Bidichan, Jetha, Lungaha, Pirana, Pada, how they were coming back to Amritsar, not knowing exactly how to tell Mata Ganga, the wife of Guru Arjan, and the young Hargobin about what happened there. They were distraught as they approached Amritsar. They reached there to meet with the Sikh congregation and that's where chapter 39 now starts off. Baba Buddha Ji, Pai Gurdas and all the other senior Sikhs in Amritsar, they had heard that the emperor had taken off from Lahore, had gone to Delhi, so they were wondering why Guru Arjan had not returned yet. They were wondering if he had other business there in Lahore, why he had not come back already, and they were wondering if something else was up. So the young Exalted Hargobin saw the five six when they came from Lahore. He looked at their face. He saw that they looked very sad. He saw that all their faces were pale and they looked very ill. None of the five six though said anything. They just stood there in front of the young Hargobin, who was only eleven years old at this point. And he quickly asked them, "Where is the Guru? Why are you not with them? Why are you all looking so pale and ill?" Is the Guru outside somewhere washing and cleaning himself before coming here? Why aren't any of you saying anything? Other six now had gathered as well, and they were chatting amongst themselves, saying, "Wow, these five six do not look well." So the young Hargobind then says again to them, uh, "Why are you not saying anything? Why is your head lowered like this? You're giving me anxiety the way you guys look. Just say something." So Parana was standing there, and he really wanted to say something, but he just couldn't. He was so struck with grief; his throat was all dry. He tried his hardest, and he yelled out while crying. He said, "I, I can't say anything." He couldn't even really cry at that point properly. He was just engrossed in grief so much. The exalted Hargobin then asked again, "Tell me the whole story. Who stopped the Guru? Was there a problem somewhere?" If the emperor had left Lahore now, who has stopped the guru, and who's not allowing him to come here? How can we bring the guru here if somebody stopped him? Tell us the entire truth. I remember that messenger who came here before, and how he said there were people slandering the guru in the emperor's court, and how the Mughals now were changing their policy towards us. Bidichand then got himself together, and he began to tell everybody there there the entire story of what happened. And he said, "Guru Arjan first met with the Emperor Jahangir. They had a meeting for about an hour and a half. But when he left the meeting, there were officers outside. They grabbed and imprisoned Guru Arjan at Chandu's house. Chandu had said something to the Emperor. We don't know what he said, but after that, Chandu went back to his house and he had Guru Arjan locked up inside, keeping it properly secured. We were also locked up. We were locked up by the gate." Chandu didn't let Guru Arjan eat, sleep, or drink anything, and he tortured him greatly. He wanted Guru Arjan to accept the marriage proposal, but Guru Arjan did not agree. For three days, Chandu tortured Guru Arjan, but everything happened according to the Guru's will. What power did Chandu really have? Even just one Sikh of the Guru could destroy the entire empire if he wanted. But Guru Arjan did not want it to happen that way. Even while the Guru was being tortured, he was in. A happy state of mind. We saw it ourselves. Eventually, he left the house to bathe in the river Ravi, 
and sitting alongside the banks of the river, he left his body. The Sikh congregation of Lahore came in great numbers at that point and we floated the body down the river for his funeral rites. We saw all of this and our lives are cursed for watching it and not dying at that point as well, watching that injustice occur. These words that Bidhi Chan said struck the young Hargobind painfully like an arrow and he cried out saying, he's left me alone and gone to the afterlife, my father. He helps all of his servants, all of his Sikhs, and is the support of the entire community. When the Sikhs around Hargobind heard his cries, they all began to yell and cry out as well. Mata Ganga, the wife of Guru Arjan and the mother of Hargobind, was sitting in her residence, but she heard the cries and yells, and her chest became really heavy. So she sent a servant out towards them to find out what was happening. And the servant ran back and, and told her that Guru Arjan had passed away and had gone to the afterlife. Mata Ganga immediately fell down. She began to cry out. The servant then quickly helped her up from the floor. She began to pull out her, her own hair and throw her arms around all in grief. The whole city now of Amritsar was hearing this news and they all ran towards uh, Hargobind and Mata Ganga. All the women were getting together, crying out loudly. Tears were flowing from their eyes. They were all remembering the great virtues and stories of Guru Arjan. And they were in pain knowing that the Guru was now gone. And with both hands, they were hitting themselves in the head and throwing themselves around in grief. The exalted Hargobind was crying greatly, along with the entire Sikh congregation which was around him. And then he said to them all, O oh, Father, the treasure trove of virtue and giver of happiness, who will come and comfort me now? Sitting in your lap, I was so happy. You'd take care of me and you'd caress your hand over my head. Now, how will I experience that happiness? I didn't even get to see you as you passed away. O oh, Guru, no one can understand your ways. But you there, the five six, what did Guru Arjan say before he passed away? What did he command of me? Listening to this question and the cries of the young Hargobind, the entire congregation was in pain and they were crying as well. At this point, the Brahmgani, the all-knowing, the wise Baba Buddhaji spoke out and he said, Everyone be calm, remove your sorrow. To have sorrow or sadness over the passing of Guru Arjun is not appropriate. His praise is spread across the entire world. Just like a cloud, the Guru takes form to come and protect and then he disappears. This is their nature. Now they are in the highest of heavens, experiencing bliss, and he has placed his son, Hargobin, on the throne. And Guru Arjan has merged back into the primordial form of the divine. For those tasks he has come into this world, he's accomplished, and he has, he has left. He's made the curse of Bhagat Ganna come true, bearing the torture from Chandu. He has shown to the fullest extent the understanding of divine wisdom, Brahmgyan. Understanding that not even the slightest bit of his body is his own. That his true self is the entirety of the universe. He only held on to that true self, the divine, and was always imbued with that flavor. He interacted in the world with spontaneous disposition. He was not ever attached to anything. But the Bhagats like Kabir, Namdev, etc., those Bhagats would call out and yell out to the Divine if they were ever in trouble for protection. They did show wisdom to others, but 
this was their shortfall that they had, that they would always call out for protection and wouldn't recognize the divine's will. Those who recognize and realize with full faith that only one's true self is eternal and true and everything else in the world is transient and false, those people do not have their thoughts fall into the realm of multiplicity in seeing the world as separate and divided and seeing themselves as only the body separate from the universe. They understand that this way of viewing the world is false. They only see the entirety of the universe united as the self. Such was Guru Arjun. And to grieve for him is not appropriate. It's with their grace that countless people are liberated. It's only appropriate to grieve for such people who haven't ever done any charitable actions, who have not done any devotional practice or yoga, who haven't attained any wisdom, those who have just lived their life, filling it with sens sensual pleasures, living a useless life, those unfortunate people pass away. And then it's appropriate to grieve. Those people that have wasted their life not meditating on the divine, these idiots are bound up by death at the end of their life and suffer greatly in hell. But in this life and the next, the true Guru is forever our support. And whenever one remembers them, they become apparent and insight. So why do you grieve for them? Young Hargobind, you should bow down to the Guru. Have Prashad made, listen to Kirtan and be in bliss. Whenever you remember your father, he will be there for you, close at hand. It's not appropriate for you to grieve. Only those who are ignorant of divine wisdom are bound by happiness and pain. Now you should go and sit on the throne, liberate your Sikhs, and destroy all of our enemies. Listening to this, the exalted Hargobind then composed himself together, and he asked the five Sikhs again, So what did Guru Arjan tell you at the end of their life? Parana then responded saying, Guru Arjan told us to come meet with you to comfort you and to tell you not to grieve or to be sad, but to meditate upon the divine and to sing the divine's praises. You should now adorn weapons, sit and rule from the throne. You should raise an army to the best of your ability. Your first action is to take revenge on Jandu. Make sure he dies a terrible death. Call the descendants from Guru Amar Das's lineage from his family to come attend the Gurgaddi ceremony, the ceremony where you are installed as Guru. Have Baba Buddhaji come along as well with all the other senior Sikhs and the entire Sikh congregation. Start a new tradition of warfare in the community. But other than this new tradition, carry along all the other previous traditions in the Guru's house. As for me, do not create, cremate my body. My body was meant to be floated down the river Ravi. If you wish to have my darshan, my sight, then behold the river Ravi. The sinner Chandu tortured Guru Arjan for five days, not letting him eat, drink, or sleep. So however you can punish him, it's appropriate to enact revenge for one's father. First, punish him extremely. Then roll him around in dirt and feces till he dies. He'll then spend millions of years in hell before the end of time, experiencing the worst of all pains. Listening to this, the exalted Hargobind was enraged. 
Both of his arms perked up, his eyes went red and were filled with tears, his eyebrows and eyes perked up in anger, his face went red as well. And in front of everyone he said, I will fulfill and obey the demands of my father. If I have not captured Chandu, if the world does not see him tied up and bound, then I'll be responsible for a great sin, for which I will suffer greatly. It'll be greater than the sin of constantly being adulterous or stealing from others. Those who turn away from the Guru are vile, false cowards, and I will be equivalent to them if I do not enact revenge on Chandu. So Hargobind made this vow in front of the entire Sikh congregation. And then he went to the Sarovar at Amritsar to bathe and perform Talanjani, which is a ritual offering to one's deceased father. He performed all these rites that the astrologers had told him at the time for his father. Then he came back to his residence where his mother Mataganga was residing. She was there extremely struck by grief at this point. She says to her son Hargavan, I cannot bear this. I'm going to take Guru Arjun's clothes and burn myself to death with them. I want to burn alongside my husband and pass away as well. I will always live in pain if I'm not with my husband. Seeing her mother in this way, Hargavan then sent over Baba Buddhaji to comfort her. Baba Buddhaji then says to Mother Ganga, You should follow the path that the true Guru has set out for us. Your son, Hargobin, and your daughter-in-law are only young at this time. Think about it. After the passing of Guru Arjan, now you have become the entire support for the community. We need you. Remember that if you meditate upon the true Guru, at that moment the Guru becomes apparent and is close at hand. So there's no reason for grief. If you leave us as well, then who will be our support? Guru Arjan has left you as the support for the entire community. Remember, Guru Arjan told us that we shouldn't be sad upon hearing of his passing. Seat Hargobind on the throne and live in peace now. This is the command of the Guru. You can do what's right, so understand this. It's not appropriate for you now to go burn yourself to death. It doesn't suit you to do this act. Spend this time in remembrance, meditate upon the Divine, and then when your natural end comes, you'll be united with Guru Arjan in the afterlife. So Mata Ganga recognizes the truth in what Baba Buddhaji was saying and her pain was dispelled by the wise words of Baba Buddhaji. And at this point, this is how chapter 40 concludes. In the following chapter, we'll hear about the Dastarbandi, the turban tying ceremony performed on the young Hargobind, making his ascent to Guru official in front of all the Sikh congregation. So that's where we'll pick up next time. But as always, we'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page.